0: for a really great future we're talking real money
1: such a big show today such a big show that i'm actually standing for the opening of the program because we have a big 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 show and i want everybody to you know stand stretch even if you're in your cars stand up stretch get ready don't get okay don't stand up in your car tom you kill joy
2: (laughs) yeah Don usually is re- fully reclined, taking half a nap with one arm tied <laughs> behind his back when he does the show. So this is a change. I am prepared, I, uh, that. I
1: have to actually be prepared because it's been a bad, it's been a bad couple of days. Uh oh, having my wallet stolen. Oh, that's right, you stolen. had the
2: cops there Golly. and yeah, all that
1: stuff. You know, I've discovered something about my car which I did not know because I'm used to. This is the other car, the bigger car, the one that we used to yeah. to, to yeah. tow the Silver Bullet as you call it the silver bullet still in storage anyway uh (laughs) we don't use it very often and i'm so used 29
2: left over from world war i'm so
1: used to the little rogue that when you know like we we get out of the car if if one of the doors is open you can still hit the lock button on the door and the car locks right yep Mm -hmm. well on the armada if there's a door open it doesn't lock when you hit the button it doesn't lock. So I hit lock while the tailgate was open and we were getting out Costco stuff. And you know how much that to fill your arms with Costco crap. And I had left my wallet in the car, okay. closed the hatch, went to the house, got up the next morning, 8 a.m., had a message on my phone from Bank of America that said, fraud alert, fraud alert. Somebody tried to take $1,000 out of your account. Do you still have your card with you? And of course, I'm groggy. I go, sure I do. Of course, it's in my wallet? What wallet? <sighs> oh,
2: so man. you left, just to rephrase this, you I left, left my your wallet, wallet in an unlocked in car, car. Yeah. and someone took it out and somehow that's the fault of the maker of the vehicle. That's No, what I'm no, no, this.
1: no, no. It's my fault.
2: Oh, okay. it's, Well, no.
1: So. Actually, as the deputy sheriff said,
2: <laughs> yes. it's the fault of the
1: miscreant.
2: Yeah, well, he okay. Said, okay starting there. But... You
1: still don't have a right to open somebody's no. car door and take something out of it. It was a miscreant.
2: And how much money did your daughter put on the card after she took it?
1: yeah just checking she's know. she's nowhere near uh no it was uh they yeah. tried to take a thousand dollars out in an atm somewhere but they i
2: thought the max there was like 250 i know but something. bank
1: of america was all over it they declined every yeah. transaction they just went except they went
2: i thought you said one no no, no 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 that was on an american
1: oh. express i had an oh, american oh, express america, in there because
2: america people use a lot of american right. express at mcdonald's and of course sure yeah well, always i always pull mine out hey you impressed they yeah, did
1: sure. manage to get ten dollars worth of food at mcdonald's and of course i had like <laughs> Three hundred dollars in the wallet to boot, and and my my hundred dollar Panera gift card that I hadn't used.
2: This is one of those weeks because you know somebody from corporate was out oh. and I had dinner with them. They left behind their American Express card, and uh, then they left and they left the card. I got the card back. Mm-hmm. I tried to buy a Tesla with it
1: yesterday, and it didn't work. Well, man. you think with his limit, you wouldn't have a problem. I know. I
2: was like, well, let's try a car, see what happened. No, it wasn't enough, so. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, McDonald's shirt, Tesla, not so much.
1: You'd think there would be that there would be a substantial limit on that card. But apparently he just doesn't have the the size that matters.
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh, that's right. We're going to talk about size. We're going to talk
1: about size because, you know what, we found something out. We now okay
2: actually I did not know this technically I, I maybe
1: I knew it but I, I didn't I knew know it, it but I never thought about it Yeah exactly it never yeah. occurred to me because we never yeah. ever we're talking about ETFs and we never ever suggest active ETFs by the way our phone number is 855935talk we never yeah. suggest active ETFs we don't like this them we is... think they're
2: stupid this is where uh, there's a manager of uh, Kathy Wood, for example, who is picking stocks, timing markets. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, that's, you know, seeing the future enough to pick stocks rather than just owning basically all of them.
1: Right. And uh, so we never it never occurred to us. You can never have uh, a, a, an ETF that is too big for an index because there's. St- there's, That's there, all the stocks in the index.
2: They keep buying them on the, the, yeah. the appropriate amount. Yeah. Yep, but that's but it. we mm-hmm. do know
1: from history, for example, that years and years ago, there was this wonderful fund called Fidelity Magellan. It did incredibly oh, sure. well when it was small. But when it got really, really big and really, really popular, even the manager said, it's almost impossible to find deals when you're dealing with the kind of money we are. War, uh, Warren Buffett has said the same thing about Berkshire. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find deals. Well, or mentioned kathy, Ar- kathy, kathy wood. ark kathy ark kathy, kathy woods
2: ark. ark fund kathy wood kathy, kathy wood. wood
1: kathy wood yes. apostrophe uh-huh. s kathy, kathy wood what
2: what are we saying kathy would do i don't her
1: know Ark fund her
2: arc innovation fin- fund finally sunk is that what we're getting to well it's
1: having some issues Flounders. floundering it's having some serious issues, and there's a reason, and we're going to explain that reason in just a moment. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, Eight five five nine three five eight two five five.
0: 935 8255 Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestery.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're here for you. We're here to help you.
2: Are you what are you going to start Theranos again or yeah. something? Your voice sounds a lot like hers. <laughs> we're here to. We're here
1: to uh, to keep you. We Schultz want to keep you, you from getting oh, okay. on the ark. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I mean, you wanted to get on the ARC on Kathy Wood, apostrophe S, ARC. Yeah. You did. You wanted to get on back at the end of 2020, early in 2021. You desperately wanted to get on that ARC because, my gosh, did that ARC float way up above the water. It was like... The numbers are crazy. 87% increase in 2017, 4% in
2: 2018. 36% 36% in 2019, 157% gain in 2020. And then, of course, all the flood of uh, assets come pouring in, right? They went from and, basically and the, 2
1: billion. He, the arc did not survive the flood.
2: <laughs> Apparently not. They went from basically 2 billion to 55 billion in like. Two wow. and a half years. That's and then growth. what happens? This is what we're – there's no limit, right? They just keep taking the money in because – A mutual fund
1: can close the doors. Yeah, they it can, can say, okay, and too much.
2: But they tend to get greedy
1: and keep the they, doors oh, yeah, open. Yeah, Of course
2: they do. Generally, uh, ETFs don't close to new investors. That's from Jason Zweig. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what quite – if I don't know all the rules about that. I but, don't believe they can. Okay, well, I don't know that either. But the reality is – She's gotten literally too big for her britches here because they can't find things to invest. She's still saying, yep, we're going to turn all this around. It's going to be big, big, big. Uh, But here's the part that's fascinating to me. Everyone rushed into this in 2021. 20, Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and what happens is now, as a result of that, according to one survey, investors as a whole have lost money since this fund launched in twenty fourteen because most of the money came in when mm-hmm. after the gain. Do we see this over and over again? The thing goes
1: Absolutely, up,
2: money goes in, fund goes down. People say, "What? Why was I believing Kathy Wood?" Well. <laughs> Shouldn't have been.
1: I love this quote from one of the guys that uh, that uh, Jason interviewed for the column. He said, "No matter how desperately you chase past performance, you will never catch it. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just won't catch it." And that's the thing that happened here. We have this problem with the way our mind is programmed. We confuse, and we've said this so many times, but we need to say it again. We confuse. Past performance with future performance. We extrapolate out and say, well, if it did that well last year, it's got to do better this year. And it's the opposite, Tom.
2: It's it, more like it gambling. Is.
1: It's more like yep. going to Vegas. Okay, you you have, you have win big on a slot. You win big on a blackjack table or roulette. Are you going to win big the next
2: time? No, you're likely to lose. That's number one. I think the other part of that, Don, is people have a tendency – Not unlike what you just said to see patterns in things. Kathy Wood has done this. She's picked the right stock. She'll continue. There's a pattern to all of that when there frankly is not. It was a completely random thing. She may be in the complete wrong stocks for the next 10 years. We don't know that. She frankly doesn't know it either. She's going to say she does. And again, the smart money is using indexes keeping your costs and expenses low and having no, not believing anybody who says here's what tomorrow will bring frankly
1: I'm probably going to get myself in trouble again as I often do but the fact of the matter is you need to stop believing the the anecdotes and start believing the evidence it's and good. the evidence in this case is that there is no evidence that most money managers add value with their supposed skill set. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. There have been tons of studies that show that the vast majority of outperformance of money managers, even to the tune of 157% in a year, is more likely attributable to luck than skill. That's huge. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call if you want to talk about luck versus skill, picking the right stuff, building the proper portfolio, getting a plan together, avoiding being ripped off, or all that stuff. 855-935-8255. And Bruce, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
2: Hey, Bruce. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are you? We're
1: well. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Having a great day.
3: Well, good. So you may have just provided the answer to my question, but uh, for your previous discussion, I am 67, retired in September, have roughly $800,000 split, one hundred twenty-five in Vanguard total market, one hundred twenty-five in Dodge and Cox dividend income, 300000 in a Schwab intelligent portfolio, and here's the crux, about two twenty-five dollars in, invested with a wealth advisor in a conservative portfolio. And I was not happy with their returns last year. They returned four percent there ultimately. And I'm looking at two different advisors. And honestly, with full transparency, one is you guys, his vestry, Mm -hmm. who I'm meeting with next week. And they tell me that Tom's going to be in the meeting.
2: So I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, Tom um, hasn't been to the office in months, maybe years. No one has seen him, so I wouldn't count on Tom. Who? I haven't seen that guy. Does Tom still work here? I, he's still getting a check, from what I'm told. Okay. So <laughs> No, hey,
1: tell me, tell me a little bit about just because again, we hate to see people chasing returns, even if it involves using us. We hate to see it. What kind of a portfolio does this wealth advisor have? What's in it? What's
2: conservative mean too? Well, by it, the way.
3: So basically, right now it's about forty percent equities, sixty percent fixed income, and or cash.
1: And that was by my choosing. That yeah, no, no, no. And that's that's that is a conservative portfolio. I guess I, 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 what I really mean is not what the equity bond mix is, but what uh, what what's the makeup of the equity and the bond side? What kinds of investments are on the equity side or on the bond side? Are they buying individual stocks? An individual bonds or are they buying bond funds or etfs and stock funds or etfs are they buying loaded funds are they buying actively managed funds what kind of what kind of products are in there
3: they're buying stock funds there's a lot of BlackRock in there
1: uh-huh. there's
3: a jp morgan emerging markets which i okay a now i know that.
1: now i know everything thank you now i know everything you're dealing with a stockbroker you're dealing with a duly registered advisor. You're not dealing with a one hundred percent all the time fiduciary advisor, not with JP Morgan products in there.
3: Well, okay, so so it's healthy, it's a firm I actually used to work for on the accounting side, not on the wealth advisory side. Um, but be that as it may.
1: Well, get, uh, so get I'm not happy with uh, returns. On, but here the, gonna, I, I, but, what part right. of the problem with returns can be high fees. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I ask what the portfolio is. Because it tells you a lot about the kind of management that's being done. And a four percent return on a forty sixty portfolio does sound low little to little me. Low. That's
2: a little low. Yeah, it is. Okay, but again, I'm trying to understand Bruce, and maybe we can come back and make sure I understand what we're solving for here because it sounds like you got a few strategies going. Just give yeah. you, I want a little more background just to figure that out before we give you a recommendation one way or the other. So
1: Okay, we'll do that. We'll take a break. Our number, 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are
0: talking real
2: money.
1: Tom and I created Vestory to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. <laughs>
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Huh? Doing some research. Uh, The only J.P. Morgan Emerging Markets Fund I can find is an institutional fund, which generally is only available to institutions, could be available to some fee-only money managers. So it is possible.
2: Okay, but Bruce, thank you for your call and thank you for your interest in our work. But again, explain to me just quickly. What are we solving here for? Because it sounds like you have a few different strategies, and are you trying to decide which one is the better one moving forward? Are you, trying, what are you What are we trying to help you with, I guess, at the end of the day?
3: I'm trying to create a long-term strategy. A lot of what I have here has been cobbled together from previous 401Ks, me handling it myself except for the one that's with a wealth advisor, and I'm looking for someone to help me with a long-term strategy that's going to have a solid foundation. I'm the kind of person, I'm more of a buy-and-hold person. I don't get too upset when the market goes down. I've held on through the various downturns over the past 20-plus years, and I've come out okay.
2: So I'm looking yeah, for okay. long-term that's, strategy. That's I'm a good looking, answer. That's, what I'm looking that's for. a good answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I would assume that before all of that, though, we hope that you're looking for the plan before the answers. Before the portfolio, right?
3: Well, pre- honestly, previously, I think I've been looking for the returns rather than the plan. And now that I'm retired and I've been working out my expenses and what my budget looks like, now I know I need to put a plan in place, which honestly... Yeah, I've okay.
2: that yeah, I think that's absolutely critical. That's number one. Number two is here's the hard part for you. Because you have some actively managed parts of your portfolio, right? Dodging Cox. Dodge and Cox. Of- Cox mm-hmm. There's somebody there picking the the stocks and pay out the best dividends. Sounds a little like this asset manager may be doing that too again. I don't I'd have to look at the portfolio. And then you have some passive or index style. So you're kind of trying to be, to me, Republican and Democrat at the same time.
1: Hey, hey, I hey, I try you, to be that sometimes.
2: I think for you, Bruce. You've got to decide what you believe. Don and I decided what we believe 25 years ago. We don't think there's anybody who can predict the future. We buy index funds. We keep our costs low. We're widely diversified. And yes, that includes emerging markets, which had a lousy year last year compared to other parts of the market. By the way, it's been one of the best performers in 2022. But that's a decision every person has to make. Some people think Warren Buffett will still be creating great returns for the next 20 years and move money into Berkshire Hathaway. Some people think it's Kathy Wood at ARK Innovation. We don't share that. In fact, we think the evidence quite strongly shows that that is the wrong path to take. But it's up to you to decide that. Have a plan, decide that. And then there is no other, you're not looking at everything every day because it doesn't matter. You already made your decision.
1: Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, we, we, would, we would never, ever, ever start at the portfolio and work backward. You know, if you, when you meet with us, you, that's one thing you're going to discover is that you aren't going to get somebody who says, well, you should be in this kind of fund, this kind of fund, this kind of fund. We're not going to tell you that. We're going to say, what do you want? what do you need
2: and that's what that's what everybody wants first what do i do with the money and i always say well that's that's step number 90 we're on step number one so
1: i know we just uh, he just disconnected but bruce i applaud you for shopping yeah Oh, i think that's smart that's brilliant and and
2: by the way yeah go ahead
1: the right way it's the right way to get advice shop
2: yeah, I think that's smart. And by the way, I am going to be refereeing a soccer game tomorrow. I will look for Tom out there and tell him get to the office next week. Maybe he shows. Maybe he doesn't. I really don't know. One of these days, I just keep hoping, I guess
1: hope against hope, that your jokes get funnier.
2: <laughs> I just keep hoping. <laughs> I don't... I. I don't know that they will. I don't know. I I don't either. It's like for picking the right stocks. I don't think there's the odds are with me on that
1: one. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. 855-935-8255. On our podcast on Wednesday and Thursday podcasts, we mentioned because we got a question about Frank Vasquez and risk Parity radio, which is a, a service that picks stocks and things. And, we were Service dis- in quotes. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were, we were discussing how he got paid, and I looked at his website, and I went, um, wow, um, gee, it looks like you pay him with crypto. And then somebody wrote me back going, no, do your research. All proceeds go to the Father McKenna Center. Well, I did my research. I don't even know what the Father McKenna Center is, but okay. I did my research, and if you read very carefully, it says... If you would like to up your support to help our designated charity, the Father McKenna Sitter, please consider donating for that. But they do, they do, in fact, want you to buy, get this, they want you to put your money, take at least $30, put it into Ethereum at $4 a transaction to buy $4 $4 to buy $30 worth of Ethereum, and then go... And open up a thing with, uh, you have to open Coinbase, and then you have to go to OpenSea, and then you have to buy their Nifty, their NFT, for $30, which goes to them. So, we were right.
0: Tom and Don are talking real
1: money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, money's kind of
1: important, isn't it? Keeps you going. Yes. Pays for stuff. Helps the criminals continue to live their life on my wallet.
2: Oh, we're back to this now. Hey, by hey. the way, drop by Don's later. Maybe he'll leave, and, I don't know, $1,000 in cash just sitting on front seat. Well, that's
1: why I keep thinking they're going to come back by just mm-hmm. to see if I left some more money in there. Took my wife's coat, one of her favorite coats. Really? Yeah, right what out of the back coat? seat. And then they oh, yeah. took, this is remember, this is the Armada that I used to tow the trailer. And, of course, yes. I have an electronic brake controller. That was in the mm. glove box. Makes sense, yeah. They took that and the first aid kit. Apparently, they were worried well, they course, might hurt you know, themselves. If you're
2: towing something, you might get hurt. Yeah, or, it makes sense.
1: All right, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Oh, no. I'm, I'm over it now. Can't I just... Tell. I needed the catharsis of sharing it with America. <laughs> I'm feeling better now. I feel so violated. <laughs> Alan, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Alan? I'm sorry he dropped... Really? Alan's, Alan's not there anymore, Tom.
2: That's okay, because I've got an idea.
1: You have an idea?
2: I don't know if it's a good idea, but I have an idea now. All right. Well, I, I'm willing to hear your idea. Because this came up last week again, because he's come up a lot. It goes like this. It's about Efficiency. I'm not even sure what we're talking about. Well, you know, not leaving stuff in your car that could get stolen. No, that's a whole other efficiency. (laughs) I was very efficient
1: getting all those packages (laughs) into the house.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, and and, you you know, the the car was
1: brown and the consoles. I'm going to I'm going to come up with excuses until I I feel better about it. My stupidity. No, I'm
2: talking about efficiency with money.
1: Well, it's inefficient to leave your wallet in the car with money in it.
2: That's a good point. You won't get the cash back. I'll bet. By the way.
1: Right. I, I don't think I'm getting anything back, by the way.
2: OK, but you can cancel the credit card. I'm oh, just yeah,
1: I did that all that in minutes. And yeah. by the way, I want to commend everybody. But well, I guess American Express, you're OK. You, it was only 10 bucks. But I want to commend the credit card companies because, man, their fraud prevention systems are pretty doggone robust. Mm-hmm. I, they they caught all of these things. They were they were trying to buy sporting goods at Fanatic or something. They were they were trying to buy audio equipment. They were doing all this stuff. Uh, they they did buy some gas too. Um, but I thought I would, you said
2: They were at McDonald's or something.
1: They got McDonald's, which is right next to the gas station. They got gas in ah, McDonald's. Okay. But they but Bank of America. Are you sure, they didn't get
2: gas from McDonald's. Well, that's that possible. Be, anyway, that's Bank
1: little... of America though impressed me most with their protection of my debit card
2: yeah which is by the way, we've talked about this before. It makes more sense to use a credit card mm-hmm. and a debit card this whole lot of thing. but I was talking about being efficient with the money that you have or the money that you could save because here are two things I see: number one, regularly, and we know by the way that forty percent of Americans can't cover the cost of a thousand dollars whatever to whatever it is. They don't have the money or so well they now say. somebody
1: now somebody has a big chunk of that in central Florida.
2: <laughs> someone's wandering around but here's because I, this is from a piece that chuck jaffe wrote and um, i kind of liked it because people that i talk to either a they've they have been savers but then the money's sitting around in a bank account mm-hmm. and they call me and they say hey i have this two hundred thousand. what if i take 100 and put it in the market i'll leave the rest in the bank and then you what you suggested recently we always do the planning first we show them in the plan if you invest this properly You're going to have enough money for retirement. But if you do not, if you take half of it and invest it, leave the other half in the bank, there's a good chance it won't work out. So that's one. But the other one is the small amounts of money. This is why you and I have talked about this, and we haven't done it much lately. We've talked about roundups like acorns. I love acorns. You use your debit card, and then the, the, the roundup, the change, goes into an account. Chuck was talking about actual money. He takes every dollar bill and puts it in a mason jar. When he gets change, I don't ever, I never spend cash. What does
1: he do with the change?
2: Well, he saves it for the year and then he goes and deposits. I mean, again, then to me, that's not very efficient. Acorns is good because it's going into an investment. It is growing. He points out in here, by the way, that you should make sure your Acorns account matches up with your need for the money, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is. These small things make a difference. Number two, you've got to be properly invested at all times. All times. You can't kind of do it a little bit here, a little bit there, because what happens is you miss the good days. What happens is it doesn't work out for a variety of reasons because you're either on the wrong side of the market, whatever you're doing, so that timing aspect. So, But I really like this article. I think you should be very careful with the small amounts of money you have. Make sure they're saved, invested and working for your future rather than sitting around in Don's car. I guess.
1: Look at that. I haven't even looked at my Acorns account in ages. I've got thousands of dollars in that thing from small change.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com
0: your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money
1: hey there hi there welcome back to the show there i'm don and that's tom we're talking real money at 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 got lines open for you but people also send us questions by typing them in at talkingrealmoney.com
2: feeling shy don't want to get on the radio then you can just go ahead and send us one right there and here's one yeah from the seattle area okay
1: um with a specific firm question
2: i hope i know them i've got no my no i've already ready to go. i've looked them up oh you've just this during out. Okay. the break
1: during the break ah. i looked them up real quickly right. okay. hey i am currently using cheney capital management do you know them they're out of is Linwood, that
2: like Dick Cheney.
1: No, it's C H A N E Y, so it's different spelling.
2: C H A N E Y, yeah. Dick I, Cheney is N E Y, right? No. Uh, C-H-E, C-H-E, C-H-E any Right. I, I do cur- not know them, no. no I am
1: curious about what people in the financial space have heard about this group. As a young person getting a large inheritance and being the third generation using this group, so family members have used them mm-hmm. in the past, I chose an easy out and uh, not possibly doing much research as I should have done finding a proper financial advisor. Well, this is something I'm going to do in the future. I am getting ready to prepare a video, a step-by-step video into how you can do your own financial advisor vetting in less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes. I can't
2: even find them on the internet. Here. I found them. I found them.
1: C-H-A-N-E-Y. Okay. Yeah,
2: I got that. Chaney
1: Capital Management in Linwood, Washington. Ah, okay. Capital. It's okay. chaneycapital.com. Okay. Um, and they are, as a matter of fact, a fiduciary advisor. All right. This is what I found by going to their ADV Part 2. This is one of the lovely things you can find out by going to an advisor's ADV Part 2. They are a fiduciary advisor. They do not sell from at least according to their ADV Part 2, which is actually filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. They don't sell products. They are required to act in your best interest i don't see anything about insurance i don't see any conflicts and their fees this is the only downside to them how much their fees they they in fact let me just read it it's better how do if they i manage read it.
2: money too what do they believe
1: oh uh, well, i haven't gotten to that yet um okay. let's see build manage preserve wealth investment management services individual investment plan planning for goals so it's all goal-based and plan-based yeah,
2: okay. they review That's...
1: portfolios on a quarterly basis it doesn't really say how they
2: invest well that should be in their adv what they i mean oftentimes it'll say modern portfolio theory didn't, or something along didn't along find. those lines it will help you understand the kind of you know or how, what it how, says how they, they use the model securities? they use
1: model portfolios mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. mutual mm-hmm. funds um, but yeah, it's not not very clear. So I don't know how they invest, and that's one of the things that sometimes how they invest is not clear because they don't like to give you a lot of details. We we'll give you all the details you want, but I want to go back to the fee structure because this is one of the most important parts. What are you going to pay them? And I want to read it verbatim, so I have to go to page. To section five, which is right here, fees and compensation. Fees for investment management are typically 1.25% of the assets under management. They may be higher or lower uh, due to special circumstances or complexities. But so basically, they're saying 1.25 is their fee, which we believe is just a smidge too high.
2: That's it's not us. outrageous. Not outrageous. We, we've certainly seen higher. We've seen outrageous sure. and yeah. this ain't mm-hmm. it.
1: So, anyway, yeah. uh they managed 290 million dollars.
2: Yep, I saw that.
1: Um they're a fiduciary. So, we don't know if they do a good job or a bad job. We have no clue. We just Trying share to the find facts. find out
2: what they do, but I can't I can't find that for them
1: I went through it so. and I they just they they have model portfolios.
2: Okay, so they are a fiduciary. The fees are reasonable, reasonable. so we can say those not two terrible.
1: Things. They use Schwab as a custodian.
2: Good again, yeah.
1: Um, and that's pretty, pretty, pretty much it. 935 talk is our phone number. Will, you're up? Welcome to Talking Real Money.
4: Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. So, um, uh, a couple questions for you. Uh, I'm retired, seventy, collecting Social Security. Uh, net about thirty-six after my medical for expenses a year. Uh, we didn't do a great job on investing, but we have about five hundred thousand in cash and some investments in SEP and our house just just sold it and we are gonna net about one point one out of it. So I'm looking to figure out what to do with that one point two, hopefully to be able to draw about seventy thousand a year off of that. My wife will probably collect her social security at uh, sixty-nine or seventy, which would give us another twenty-four thousand a year after expenses. Um, is that a reasonable expectation?
2: Okay, I want to go back, because Will, what you said—seventy thousand from the sure. million,
1: roughly—million one, million two, yeah. yeah. About a billion two. Think you're putting it in that would still leave us uh three four hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Aside. So you're taking part of your cash. So you have wait, wait, wait. You have five hundred thousand dollars. You lost me there. You have five hundred thousand dollars yes, in cash.
2: cash? So,
4: so, yep. We have five hundred thousand dollars in cash in a step account. We just some CDs are just expiring. We okay. have some some savings we put aside just for emergencies.
1: Okay. Why would you and, leave three hundred thousand uh, dollars in cash or four hundred thousand in cash?
4: Well, I didn't know because we're probably gonna, you know, buy uh, a new car here in the next three, four years. That's some uh, nice car. We're gonna rent.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
4: <laughs> we're gonna get a, you know, a, a, no, yeah, it's a nice car. A, you know, a used car for maybe thirty-five, forty thousand dollars because ours are old. We we, we own nothing. We have no debt. Okay. We pay nothing. Let me, so let, me let me let me
1: let me let me start where we really should have started with our questioning. We really should have started with that. Actually, we should start with a statement. You don't need advice on how to invest. You do not need that. What you need is somebody to create a real life plan for the income stream for the rest of your life, because your expectations Correct. are currently, given the amount of cash you're leaving on the table, sitting around doing nothing, your income expectations are too high. If you threw in the whole one fifty or 150 leaving a hundred thousand in cash, you might be able to get to the number you're looking for. Might, but you so need a
4: push, you know, plan. We have about one point six million in total cash in right. the account. Right to right, deal
1: right. with. So that's why I say if you had one and a half million, your seventy thousand might be doable.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. Might. Okay, but uh, <laughs>
1: But but you need a plan <laughs> we just spoke first. About this. We're going we, the well, wrong we, way.
2: Yeah. I mean we, and we gotta not only have to have okay. the plan, but then you gotta be willing to say, I'm not gonna sit around on cash because again, if you're gonna try to pull peel off just for sake of argument, four percent of that portfolio. So one and a half gives you the sixty plus a year that's got to be invested in stocks or bonds. Mm -hmm. The cash will simply be, will have been a drag. So I would have as little cash. If I'm going to spend $40,000 on a car, great, put that in something, you know, put that away in a bank, fine. And maybe have a little emergency. I don't know that you need an emergency fund when you're retired because you're already drawing Social Security. Your wife's going to get Social Security. Those incomes are going to keep coming. Everything else should be, in my mind, either stocks or bonds built for the long haul. That's it. That should get you to the taking out 60 or 70 a year Don? but the
1: right portfolio requires before anyone even tells you what to put it in the plan that shows you what you can do at what level of expected risk thanks for the call eight five five nine three five talk
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com. V E S T O R Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: This call and several others. Really illustrate why we Tom and I years ago when we started our firm Vestry, which is an investment advisory firm, it's a hundred fidu- percent fiduciary firm. We always try to act in your best interests. We really do strive to. Why we decided years ago to it, it, give anybody anybody who asks us honest, free, no obligation, no high pressure sales pitch advice. We'll give you some time, even if you never want to use us as a, as a manager of your money as your advisor. We'll do that for free. You won't get any trouble. You won't get any annoying pitches. You won't get bothered down the road. All you need to do to set it up is it's easy. Just go to vestry.com and set up an appointment. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.